Hello, everyone. Yes, we cannot wait to talk about this movie tonight. So tonight, Tani and I are talking about the 2018 film, A Quiet Place. But before we do, Tani, what are you drinking? I finally got some of those Trulies I've been talking about. So I'm drinking a Citrus Punch Truly. Nice. You can see it's all green there. Yes. Very good. What are you drinking? Water. Migraines. Again. Yeah. I'm drinking some water. And so I got this Cairo Flow pillow you told me about, which is heaven on earth. It literally, my head feels like it's floating. Doesn't feel any pressure at all. It's amazing. But last night I um, uh, slept on the sofa because TT fell asleep with, with Steve in the bed. So I went and I fell asleep on the sofa and in the middle of the night, I did feel like I had some pain in the center of my back. And then when I woke up, my neck hurt, my back hurt, and then that that migraine started to brew. So I think I'm going to have to bite the bullet and go see a chiropractor. Something's, something's out of whack. Yeah. And if they could just adjust it and get it back in place. And it all started with me throwing up the life out of me. And I think, cause you know, that movement of throwing up yeah. on your muscles in your back. I think, I literally think that I strained something and it's weird causing issues because remember for the longest time I couldn't sleep on my right side because I'd start getting the migraine. So it was something tweaked here in my neck. In your neck. Yeah. Weird. And it starts to squeeze. So yeah, I'm going to have to make an appointment because I'm over it. It's yeah. going on two weeks now. Right. So yeah. Damn dude. I know. Shout out to that Cairo Flow pillow, though, if you guys are looking for a <laughs> good, so good pillow. <laughs> it's so good. I can't even explain it. So at first, I got a little motion sickness <laughs> because I was watching a video. I laid down on it for the first time and I was watching a video and, you know, it's wa- kind of moves. And yeah. I was like, ooh, feel a little nauseated. Um, <laughs> but not sleeping on it, I don't. So I was watching a video. Um, and it's truly amazing. But I was able to sleep on my right side even. Even oh, though good. I still have the kink with that water pillow, I could still sleep on my side. Sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, there yeah. is water for those of you listening, not knowing what the fuck we're talking about. There's like a <laughs> there's like a water like pouch in the back of it on the bottom that you fill up to your desired firmness, and then on top of that, it's like a normal pillow, but super it's really squishy nice. and soft. Yeah, it's I'm very. Gonna, cool. I'm gonna get another one because I used yeah. to have one, and then it got really old, and I threw it away, but. You need to have it. Yeah, Cairo Flow should be our sponsors because I'm obsessed. <laughs> Hashtag There's, not sponsored. You literally don't feel any pressure in your head or neck and shoulders. It's literally like your head is floating. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Do it. I think I have like a percentage off I'll send. I'll send it to you. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Have you watched, listened, read anything? Um, I, it's been r- still really busy. I feel like this is week three mm-hmm. that I'm saying that. Um, and I think I'm going to continue saying that for the next several weeks, probably S- just super busy. And in the midst of all of this, I've decided now that I'm going to try to buy a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So, I'm sure you, everybody listening knows the deal. It's like a crazy market. Everything's way overpriced. People are offering insane higher than, you know, amounts 
over in cash, right? People are buying up the property. So that's been a lot. But I will say that on Saturday, last Saturday, after a crazy week, I was like, I'm going to just take all day to watch shit because that's how I, that's like my number one hobby. That's how I kind of unwind. That's how I relax. So I watched like literally five movies all day Saturday. I'm not going to talk about all of them. I'm just going to give you like the highlights. <laughs> so I watched um, St. Maud, which is a horror movie that is new. And I think it might be worth us watching and talking about. So I don't want to say anything really about it. We watched Mortal Kombat on HBO before it went away, like the day that it was supposed to go away. It was all right. Have you seen that? Mm -mm. It was I played okay. the game when I was a kid. It was like equal parts super action movie and also like cheesy and weird. It was very gory. That part I liked, <laughs> but it wasn't anything to write home about. And then I watched a really small like sci-fi movie for whatever reason I was really craving a sci-fi movie and I watched this movie called The Signal on Hulu and it had Lawrence Fishburne. Mm -hmm. Did I remember his name correctly? I can picture him if that's who he is. Yeah, from <laughs> the Matrix. 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 Yes, yes, you got the right one. Um, and the girl from Bates Motel. If you know who I'm talking about, you know. I think her name is Olivia Cook. Actually, that just came back to me. Um, but it was pretty good. Actually, I liked that. I tried to take a nap while I was watching it, and I couldn't take a nap. Like I got it, it too involved in the plot, and just ended up watching the rest of the movie. Nice. But the top movie that I watched. My friend Paige has been trying to get me to watch for a hundred years. It's an older movie called For a Good Time Call. And uh -huh. it has... Have you seen this? No. I've heard... I, I, I've seen it. Like the... You the, know, the cover and yeah. stuff. It was such a fun, like, nostalgic movie. I don't know when it was made, so I might butcher this. But I would guess in, like, the 2000s. The early 2000s. <laughs> and it's just so... It was really fun. It was uh, the two women in it. I can't remember the one lady's name, but the other lady is Seth Rogen's wife, Lauren Miller Rogen. And I think she probably co-wrote it, too. But it was just a nice, like, I don't know, comforting movie. I felt like I had watched it before, but I hadn't. You know what I mean? Like, it was one yes. of those. So that was uh, that was what I watched in a nutshell. Keeping up on Handmaid's Tale. Don't want to say any more about that. Other than I like where it's going. What about you? I already talked about last time, right? About the haunted? Haunted? Yes. Okay, that was last time. Okay. So d maybe I didn't watch anything. I don't even oh, know okay. what I did last weekend. That's fair. <laughs> oh, you, know, <laughs> you know what else we watched that we literally we just watched over the last like two days? Is this Hulu documentary called Sasquatch. And I feel like you would really like it. Ooh, okay. Because it's like true crime slash cryptozoology-ish, kind of. It's good. It's like a three-part series. Pretty quick to get through. Highly okay. recommend. Okay, cool. I'll watch it. Yeah, the only things that I have watched is pretty heavy amount of uh, true crime. That chapter, I'm up to date. And I got roped back in to myself. It's not like anyone was roping me um, to that YouTube channel, JCS criminal psychology, where okay. they break down interrogations of people. Oh, yeah. um, 
Oh my God. I watched so many of those. Like my eyes were burning. I just find <laughs> it so fascinating because they'll stop and they'll go, watch. Now he realizes that they have more evidence than he initially thought and that they know he's the actual killer. Now watch his body language. Now watch how they do this. She's doing this because blah, blah, blah. And so I'm just like watching. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like watching through the whole the whole thing. So, yeah, it's a cool channel. I watch I watch the hell out of that channel. That sounds good. That sounds like something that I want to watch right now. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. So I just finished that one lady. I don't remember her name. And I don't even want to say her name because I'm a sicko. You know what I hate about murderers? The fact they murder, of course. But the second thing I hate about them is um, they, they're sniveling little, like they think they're so these clever gods, these clever gods that are going to take a life and they're so badass. And then they're arrested and they're fucking sniveling little pieces of shit. Like either they're, they're like acting like I'm insane or, Oh, look at me. I'm handicapped. Or this one woman who killed her boyfriend cause she was a jealous psychopath. Um, then started to say, no, he was violent. He was a pedophile. And, and then he's dead. You know, so like he can't say anything to yeah, it. Yeah, he can't defend so himself. So when they're like life in prison, I'm like, yes. Or there was like there's these two kids that stabbed up their whole family. And um, the the one kid was trying to say, oh, no, it was all my brother, blah, blah, blah. And they were like seeking the death penalty. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they were like teenagers, but I'm um, not going to get in a political data, uh, thing about that. They they didn't do this death penalty, but they have two life consecutive sentences, and they should. Mm. Um, but anyways, it's just curious because it brings you through the whole thing. You know what the cops know, but and uh, it's just cool. I'm going to shut up about it. I watched almost all of them on their channel. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to check this out. I, the, the thing is, I like to watch stuff on the TV. I can watch YouTube on the TV, I suppose, but yeah, it's a, it is a YouTube channel. I don't have it. Yeah. It's worth it, though. They really break it down. And one of them, I mean, you you might not want to watch this, but that one with that woman, that I don't remember her name. Um, ugh, God, she's gross. But um, <laughs> she, it was, it was two hours long. Okay. Because they don't just show the, the full tape. They'll speed up. And they add a little comedy to it, which I'm really like. I really like that about that chapter, too. So, for example... Um, but he has a very serious, the the narrator has a very serious tone. He's like, as she drones on and on about, you know, and he talks about, and then you kind of giggle because he's like making pokes at them, but he says it in such a serious tone that you, you don't actually realize right away that he's doing it. Uh, so yeah, JCS criminal psychology. Okay. I do feel like as you're talking about this, I'm getting the itch to, I'm feeling the itch to get back on a wave of true crime stuff. I haven't felt it until now, but now I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, yeah, <laughs> check it out, check it out. I, w- I would love to hear what you think about it. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me. Just been busy with my daughter graduated high school oh yeah that's awesome i'm so proud of her with like honors and stuff that i don't mm -hmm. know how to pronounce honors and and yep cum laude okay uh scholarships to her college and hell yeah and uh i was just so proud of her she really did it on her own not not like we abandoned her or anything like she would have (laughs) asked for help i would have given her help and i helped her with some things but she really just took the initiative on her own and and really excelled and 
Um, I was so proud of her. So she's my first, my first of three to graduate. And so we really celebrated that. You should have seen me. I went to Walmart to pick up um, some wrapping paper and I never buy cards because they just go in the trash and they're expensive and it's stupid. Yep. But it was graduation and I saw daughter and I'm like, oh, and I picked it up. I'm in Walmart reading this thing, crying. And I'm like, I need to pull my shit together. And so I took the card. I I bought the card. But as I was walking through looking for other stuff, and I think about the card, my lip would quiver. Oh, no. Felicia, you need to pull yourself together. (laughs) I'm sure that's hard, though. I'm sure it is. Like, I don't know. It's hard. Oh, my God. Bittersweet. I'm proud of her, though. I'm really proud of her. Yeah. You know what I won't have? I think I know I've said this before, the empty nest syndrome, because I do also look forward to all of my children growing and up to be healthy and happy and, and building their own lives. And then me and Steve like doing whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. <laughs> That's whatever exciting that looks to me. Like. And I want to be really healthy because I want to do all that stuff, whatever it is. Yeah. No, that's cool. I think it's good to look forward to that. And you know, you can have both. You can be sad about it and be excited about it at the yeah. same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Tawny. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Should we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Everybody, you're here to hear us talk about A Quiet Place, 2018 post-apocalyptic horror. Nice. You did it. Okay. Did a great job. <laughs> Uh, the director is John Krasinski. You know him as Jim Halbert, Halpert from The Office and a bunch of other stuff. I mean, he's been a lot of stuff since then, but that was like, I think, his his thing, right? That put him on the map and then he's done a bunch of stuff. But he's also directed three films. He directed this one, of course, A Quiet Place, A Quiet Place 2, and oh, yeah. The Hollers. The Hollers? Yeah, H-O-L-L-A-R-S. I haven't seen it. It looked like a family just by the cover, kind of like a, I don't know, there was some elderly people laughing and then some other people <laughs> like a family story. Maybe um, a comedy. <laughs> maybe. Um, so those those are the three that he's directed. The budget by the this, way, yeah, yeah. just as a side note, um, A Quiet Place 2 comes out literally today. I think mm-hmm. it came out today. So Yes, thank I, you for saying that. It did. It came out today. And uh, God, I want to go see it. I but know. Anyway. I know. I think we're going to try to squeeze it in this weekend, if at all humanly possible. <laughs> if I could get my the family that's visiting for my daughter's graduation to babysit TT so me and Steve could go see it, that would be cool, maybe. <laughs> they're going to go see, um, they're all going to go see <sighs> Cruella tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Can I just tell you, this is a side note, and I'm derailing us before we even get into this no, movie. No, let's do it. I don't know why, but that movie, the trailer fucking irks me it does not look good to me at all i'm like cruella yeah oh okay i love emma stone i love her she is like one of my favorite actresses probably but for some reason i cannot get on board with this trailer i just don't like it i it looks like it's gonna be way overacted and it's it's probably because of the one moment where she's like somebody asks her like what's your name and she's all Cruella. You're not going to know what I just did if you're just listening, but it was a really like overacted Cruella. Like tongue lashing, jaw jutted out. 
like just way over the top. And I'm like, ew, I hate that. I don't want this. (laughs) Fail, Emma, fail. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm curious. It could go either way. I see what you're saying. And then I do like when they make these um, dark versions of Disney movies. Yeah. Uh, um, Not necessarily like kids can't go see it. I'm sure a lot of kids are going to go see it, but... When the real people are acting, I can't even think of one. I don't even really know what I'm like talking wicked. about. But yeah, like you show the like you know the other side of it. You take the supposed villain, mm-hmm. and you I love you that. give their backstory. I think that's what they're trying to do here. Yeah, right? exactly. And yes, yes, yes. And how they developed into into what they were. Yeah, yeah. I like those two, but but was we'll, I don't know. I'll see what they say because I'm not going. She also just looks like she's, I I feel like, you know, we're going to have to wait another like 15 years before she looks like she's 23. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, she just looks so young. (laughs) Like, I just don't buy it. She looks like a fucking teenager. She looks like she's 16. Maybe she's supposed to be young in the movie. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, I think it's when she was first starting out. Right. And then Cruella that we see in 101 Dalmatians is. Right. She's. No, because she still. Yeah, maybe this is her first introduction into skinning animals and turning them into coats and when we see her at 101 dalmatians she's an older woman who's doing it maybe anyway maybe i should reserve my judgment until i watch it like eight months from now when i watch it for free i'm gonna be watching it for free too yeah yeah anyway we'll see we'll have to to keep ourselves posted eight months from now or whatever (laughs) (laughs) sorry to derail us no that's a good conversation Please leave us your thoughts on the new Corella. We'd love to hear them. Yeah. The budget for this movie was 17 to 21 million. So there, there, there was a, a range. <laughs> but the box office, whatever the number landed off on in the budget, the box office was 340.9 million. Wow. So okay. whether it was 17 or 21 million, they Didn't matter. did a good job. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes is a 96%. What was the movie Ooh. you did? The Babadook did 98. better than this. I'm never going to forget that. Yeah. Until someone beats the Babadook. And IMDb gave it a 7.5 out of 10. The cast, I named them all because there's only a handful. John Krasinski as Lee Abbott. Emily Blunt as Evelyn Abbott. Millicent Simmons as Reagan Abbott. Noah Jupe as Marcus Abbott. Cade Woodward as Bo Abbott, the little, little, little one. And then Leon, I'm sorry, Leon Russum as the man in the woods. All right. Before we dig in, we do the two minutes with Tawny, and I'm excited about it. So, Tawny, take it away. The Abbott family is surviving in a world where blind armored creatures have taken over the earth, but they can hear and attack any loud sounds. As the family scavenges in a nearby store, their youngest son wants a toy plane, but Lee, their dad, takes it away knowing it will make a sound. Their deaf daughter, Reagan, takes it away, takes it anyway and gives it to him later. On the walk home, he turns on the toy and attracts a monster who kills him, despite Lee running to try to save him. Much later, Evelyn is now about to give birth to another child and the family still struggles with their loss and staying quiet. While Lee and Marcus are out gathering fish, Reagan leaves the house and Evelyn goes into labor and steps on a nail, causing her to drop a glass frame and attracts the attention of a nearby monster. 
She manages to signal to the family that something is wrong by turning on red lights on their farm. Lee sees the lights and instructs Marcus to set off fireworks to distract the creatures. Evelyn gives birth, the kids almost die in a grain solo, and Lee sacrifices himself to save them from a monster. The kids reunite with Evelyn and hide in the basement where Reagan realizes her cochlear implant has been interfering with the monsters, so she cranks it up to ten and they shoot and kill one. This alerts the other two in the area who come running as Evelyn pumps her shotgun like a badass. The end. That's where this movie ends. <laughs> yes. All right, Tawny. How did you feel about this movie? I really, really like this movie a lot. Maybe I should say that I love it. It's just great. I think it's got great acting, a great story. My, one of my favorite things is just how, like, slim it is. It's just there's no extra shit going on. We've talked about this a couple times, I feel like, in the last, like, month or so. There's no extra characters, plot lines, random shit, random locations. It's just, like, the trimmest, fucking sleekest version of this movie and this story. And I really, really like that. So I, I really love it for all of those reasons. How did you feel? You'd seen it before, right? Uh, yeah, I saw it before. I didn't remember how it ended. I remembered bits and pieces of it. Um, but I... And I didn't remember, I remembered liking it for sure. Yeah. Um, and watching it this second time, I can tell you that I fucking love, like, I loved this movie. Yeah. I okay. loved it. <laughs> I just don't want to be clear. I loved it. <laughs> I loved the acting. I loved the monster. I loved the topic. I loved the way it looked. You know, I loved all the actors. I just said that. Um, I loved how it talked about, it addressed what ifs that you think about, like what if, you know, like if you had a baby or if you had a sick kid or what have you. Um, I thought it was scary. There was just so much dread in it. I loved the way it ended. I yeah. loved it. Me too. I loved the, it. I love it more than Sinister. More than Sinister. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Gives you kind of a hint of what I might read. Yeah, this where you're going to go. <laughs> you might talk me down, though. I don't know. Actually, like, as I'm saying that, I don't know that I have a ton of stuff that I dislike, right? Like, I don't know. There are no glaring things. I think there's, like, a couple of, like, really super nitpicky things that Wait, as I watch this. Let's talk about them. Okay, just right, just right from the beginning. Oh, should we not? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we can wait. <laughs> okay. What were you going to say? Maybe I should let you finish your thought uh, process. My thought. Well, yeah, I just was saying, like, there's not a lot to be improved upon, I feel like. It's it's really great. I don't know much that I would make better, I guess. So I should probably, I should probably shelf it in the love category for me as well. <laughs> I think, I think the only thing that is, like, is maybe the hype. You know, like, luckily I saw the movie before, I think, all the hype. And so I was able to really like it <laughs> before all that. I think sometimes I have a tendency to, and I think we all do, like, if something gets overhyped and you go into it, you're expecting this, like, level fucking 10 thing. And this is really great. And so anyway, I'm just saying I don't think I suffered from that. But that's one of the things is, like, people fucking love this movie i love it too i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> those bastards loving it i love it that's legit but calm the fuck down over there <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i 
I love else. it, but you're not allowed to love it that much. Yeah. <laughs> everybody else could calm the fuck down, but <laughs> I am really excited for the second one. It seems like it's getting really good feedback from what I've seen of nice. our little uh, horror circle on Instagram. So I'm pumped about that more than nice. anything. But yeah, tell me, tell me your points. Like, what did you, what do you have? This was a movie and maybe you'll point something out that I'll be like, yeah, I guess you're right. But initially watching it and thinking about it, that I didn't dislike any part of it. I felt like all the parts fit. I felt like they all made sense. Um, just even starting from the beginning, like these subtle little things like little kid running through the store or they're all um, the mom and the dad and the two kids are at the door. And then all you see are their faces and just in their faces, this dread and they're looking over here and this little boy's approaching and you're like, what is he doing? And he has that toy. That yeah. might make noise. Like all of those little things, they're not saying anything. There's not one word spoken for the first 38 minutes of this movie. And there's so much emotion. There's so much emotion. Uh, I just, I really loved it. I loved the characters, how they were all, um, their relationships with each other. And you understood where they were like coming from. I think the only thing, <laughs> and it's not a big deal, but how fucking asinine to get pregnant. Now you can say, well, they wanted to be imp intimate and maybe they did try like, I don't know, to pull out or something. And then she got pregnant still. Yeah. 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 Well, guess what? If I was living in that fucking world, it might be a little messy, but we're only doing it when I'm on my period. And so, you know what? You would get used to it to ensure. Cause what the fuck are you going to do when, I mean, she yeah. handled going into labor real well. Like fucking yeah, mad yeah. props for her. Um, but then you have a baby. You cannot keep a baby quiet whenever right. it needs to be quiet. So that was the only thing like, but, but I'm glad it happened because how beautifully acted she's in labor and this monsters here. There's like no, not a more stressful situation than that. So it was excellent. Um, I'll let you talk. <laughs> uh, I think like, as you're talking, for sure, I agree. Like, the from the beginning, this movie just is... And I was thinking as I watched this now the second time, I was thinking, boy, this movie does not miss a beat. It is so, like I said, streamlined and sleek, but also just, like, super effective. Like, the everything really works. The sound, like you said, the music, sound design is fucking top-notch. I love how they actually flip between the daughter's point of view audibly. Yes. And everybody else's point of view, that is like one of the most, I don't know, thing, it's one of the things that stands out the most about this movie. And I love that scene in the beginning where the little boy gets taken and she can't hear the plane. But everybody else, same thing like you're talking about, they turn around and he starts running for the little boy and she can't hear it. She doesn't know what's going on at first. And so I thought that like that was really great. I cried all throughout this movie again. I don't know. Me I too. must be just having like an emotional like few weeks or something. But like this was another one where it just kept getting me. Like I just I cried kept through crying. this one too. Yeah. Yeah. It's emotional. And they're, they're really, really great actors. Not a mm -hmm. moment do you, does it pull you out of watching this story? You're like fully invested. Yeah. You, you buy it. Every all single of, one of them. Yeah. Even that little four-year-old boy. Yeah. So good. So, so good. Um, 
I think the only thing, because now I'm trying to identify, like, why am I not immediately stoked on this movie? I think it's, like, a fantastic movie. Maybe the only thing is, like, it didn't, like, super scare me, mm-hmm. you know? But I do, like, I love the element of uh, a survivalist, right? I love that shit. Mm-hmm. And we, we've talked about that before, I think, a little bit. It's like one of my favorite parts of zombie movies is the survival aspect of it. And in this movie, you've got an entire family of like incredibly smart, like people who are thinking way the fuck ahead. They're like, what happens if there's an emergency? We'll put some fireworks out, you know, so that we can draw this thing out if we needed to. What happens when we give birth to this baby? Like, I hear what you're saying. You're like, oh, that's the dumbest fucking thing on the planet to have a baby. But you find yourself pregnant, and then you go, okay, well, now what? Now what are we going to do? And they create a bunker, a soundproof bunker to be able to put the baby in this, like, and a little soundproof box with oxygen in it so that it doesn't suffocate, but they can, like, keep it quiet. Yeah. I loved that. I loved how they had, like, you know, just plans for everything. I'm going to hit these red lights if something's wrong or there's a creature in the house. We're going to, you know, we have this truck up on the hill that if you get into trouble and you need to get in the truck and like roll down the hill, here's how you do it. It There's that scene earlier for the son and he's practicing, you know, rolling the truck down the hill. And so I really, really liked all of that. I thought that was brilliant because there was just a fucking plan for everything. And I just think that appeals to me like I'm a planner. And so that part was really great. That awesome. I, I also wrote down right here that I absolutely loved how they switched from her not being able to hear to sound and back and forth and back and forth. And really, say I was scared. Like, I felt dread. Because I, I would think, gosh, what's really hard is also if you're deaf, um, you don't know if you're making noise. Yeah, totally. Like you think you're being quiet, but how do you truly know? Because like she did not hear anything. Yeah. And how terrifying that would be, or if you were pregnant, or if one of your children were sick, like how her son was sick in the beginning uh, of the movie. Um, just oh, how about the how? How do you test what's too too loud, or right. what's soft enough? Like maybe even just whatever you're doing in the house would it, how do you even test that in the beginning like when all this shit started to go down you know yeah um maybe walking is too loud like it was really clever and smart too like it's okay when we fish and the fish gets away and it splashes because it's the sound of the river it's the natural sound like there was no bullshit there was no like oh well that's fucking stupid that doesn't make sense um, they don't close any doors, open any doors. They're like really, really smart, thoughtful. And I thought, because that's one thing with the monster, that if the monster, once it's seen, is not at all scary, it ruins it. And I thought they did a really good job with this monster. I liked when it would open its nasty ear and like yeah. listen. So then you actually had the POV of the monster. Like what the yes, monster audibly. heard. Yeah, audibly. What yeah. they heard, just like everybody else, what they hear. I thought that was really cool. And I thought it was scary how fast it was. It was like no ruthless, ruthless. There's no fighting. There's boom, there's a noise and whoosh, just takes you. They're in. They're like that little boy in the beginning. I mean, it's like, oh. it's it's literally just enough time to 
like turn around and run and that monster beats him there because yeah. even i was like re-watching it again today and jade was kind of watching it with me and he was like why wouldn't you just drop your kid and run but he does pretty much and mm -hmm. we watched it together and he was like i guess he does put him down pretty quick there really was not a lot of time there for him yeah and so it is like and then i also was like talking shit about the sand like i was like I was like, what, what is different? If you're walking barefoot on sand, what would be different about walking barefoot on like asphalt or whatever? It seems like it's the same level of noise. But Jade had a good point that if you had to run, it's loud. Like your, your actual like barefoot slapping against asphalt, oh. that you would hear. And I was like, shit, that's a good point. Okay, you're right. That is a good point, Jade. <laughs> I was All trying right. to poke holes in that. And you're right. You're right. But I think that's where I get a little nitpicky is like just some of that stuff. It it does feel like what how what sounds are too loud, right? I'm not I'm not 100% clear on that cuz some stuff seems to be okay, some stuff doesn't. It's like if they can hear a glass break from fucking who knows how far away that thing is, why can't they hear them breathing? You know? Yeah, unless if you think if if the breathing is, oh, like when it's in the room. Yeah. When they're in the room. Yeah, yeah. Why can't you hear them breathing? Yeah, that's true. That's true with the breathing. It's nitpicky. And honestly, I think this movie goes much, much further than a lot of other, like most other movies in terms of thinking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I can't hate on it too much. And the one other thing that just before, I, I feel like it's easier to kind of get out of the way the things that maybe I had a problem with because there there really only are two, right? Like, it's like that kind of shit, like the little nitpicky things. And the one big thing is like, I just don't understand how this tiny little thing, like the feedback, is the thing to take this creature down and we didn't know about it by now. That's like the one thing that I'm like, I mean, nobody? Nobody in the world? There are a lot of people with, like, implants. Nobody figured this out by now. And you know that it it has something to do with sound, right? You know these creatures have to deal with sound. I don't know. That's, like, the one thing that I'm, like, a little iffy on. Now they are out in that rural farm. I know he does have newspapers, but when were those newspapers from? Yeah, we, yeah. When is it we when don't know. shit start? Because, well, they're printing newspapers about it, so it's... Probably like right in the beginning, like, wow, this crazy shit's happening. And then there's no way they're still printing papers and delivering them and shit. Yeah. So that had to be old. And so now he's trying to figure it out. And it did say something on, on this board, like sound, and it was circled and trying to figure out exactly like, like what was going on. Um, well, and, and that talking... was a new earpiece. Well, and he I'm... Oh, sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Let me defend myself. I mean, like the government, like military oh. operations, not like this family. I just mean like the world as a whole. Maybe the military operate. Maybe they did somewhere. Yeah, maybe you're right. We don't know. I guess like it's we. Yeah, do maybe have this they got tiny one of these slice. things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good point. All right. Because you know he was trying to do the radio and he wasn't getting any radio, but maybe somewhere they are. Yeah, doing shit. Because you think about like. Um, like a Handmaid's Tale, how they seem in their port part is that it's like that and how surprised they are when they go to 
that convention or whatever, like seasons ago, like in the beginning. And she sees people who are like free and shit. And they're like, whoa. Yeah, like (laughs) your world expands and you start to realize, oh, there's like other shit going on. That's a really great point. We don't know. And I I do like that about this movie that it's so fucking focused. So I'm glad that we didn't go outside of that. So yeah, I mean, fucking throw it out the window. I don't know. And her little earpiece was like 10 times the whatever, whatever he said, he used higher amplifications or whatever. So maybe it just never even interfered, interfered before, or maybe it did, but it was as much who, I don't know. I don't know, but I thought they did a good job with that. God, that's the end of the things I didn't like. I mean, shit. (sighs) I do kind of feel like, God, how can you like hate this movie? It's like, it's got so much to love. It really does have so much to love. I was looking up my notes. Um, I mean, no disrespect if you hate it. Oh, you're yeah, allowed to. Major hate it, disrespect. But... No, of course you're allowed to. <laughs> Fuck but... you. <laughs> but even I love like what you were saying. They thought of everything. For example, they're playing Monopoly and they they exchanged the pieces for those little cloth pieces, so you don't Fuck, hear the cl- I didn't even catch clicking that. on the board. I did not even catch that. That's they roll the great. dice on the on the on the blanket. Yeah, like okay. these little details. They have the food on the lettuce. You know, no clinking of plates or anything like that. Shit. See, that's pretty good. I Tommy. didn't. I didn't. You know what? And I will be honest. I watched the, my second rewatch of this movie was very um, distracted and piecemeal. Like I watched mm-hmm. thirty minutes of it like three days ago. Twenty minutes of it earlier today 20 minutes later and there was like work shit going on I went and helped my neighbor move out you know like it was like I wasn't I wasn't very focused watching this movie so I bet there's some shit that I could go back and yeah really pick up on yeah some really good details of yeah. things like they didn't miss it they didn't miss so first when I saw them roll the dice and I saw the monopoly board I'm like wait a second <laughs> and then I saw the little cloth pieces and I'm like Oh, shit. Putting that down in my notes. <laughs> That's good. Can I ask you, like, what the hell was going on with that fucking cooking the fish in the floor situation? I was like, I have no idea what this is. I've never seen anything like this. I'm very confused. Cooking the fish in the floor? Yeah. Do you remember when she pulls the fish out of the floor and it's like a floor oven? It's oh. if it, it's in that same scene. Yeah, I think it's you're right, right before. You're right. I think I was staring at something else. I think I was staring at the girl. I do remember her pulling, but I didn't even, it didn't register where she pulled it from. Okay. I just was like, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. What is it? Did this house come with it? Did they have to retrofit this for this scenario? I don't know. Because I know in like Hawaii, they put like the pigs in the sand. You know, I don't know all the details on how to do it. I'm just saying they like cook it in the ground. But why not use an oven? Does it because it clicks when you turn on the gas? Maybe. That that way? Who knows? Sorry, I don't have anything on that. Okay, I was just curious. No, that's a good thing. If you know, I want to know. Do farmhouses come outfitted with floor ovens? (laughs) Whatever that is. I didn't even catch that. Huh. I can't rag on you now for not catching something because I didn't catch that. <laughs> you caught some insanely detailed shit, though. I thought yeah. it was a really beautiful moment when it's silent and then they share that music and they dance. Yeah. 
Oh, it's just so good. That was and you, good. you, you know this, but just in case anyone doesn't know that, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are married in real life. They have three daughters, I think it was, and the pictures you see around the house are actually pictures of them and their kids. Oh, cute. Yeah. I didn't know that. Super cute. And that um, John Krasinski almost turned down doing the film because he was working on that Jack Ryan show. Um, I think that's on Netflix, if I'm correct. Uh, But he, uh, so when he was asked to the producers if he'd be interested in doing it, he's like, I don't do horror films. But when he was presented with the premise about a family that can't make any noise, and they and you have to figure out why he jumped on board. But in between that, Emily, his wife, looked at the script and was like, you have to do this. And can I please play the lead? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yes, that's pretty cool. That's a cute story. She um, does such a phenomenal job. I mean, so does he and so does everybody else. But I really feel like she sort of transcends everybody else acting wise and it's probably because she's the one who has to deliver a baby in this movie right like she has to act like she's having a baby and i was i just bought it 1000 percent as somebody who hasn't ever had a baby i was like that looks like what it would be like <laughs> i don't know yes and i'm amazed at her ability to be so quiet even when when she steps on that fucking nail dude i was like oh my god i mean just kill me just what I'd be like, hey, hey. She's pulling her foot out. I'm but you done. know what I thought was great is she did make noise. And you would. I put that right here. Um, that she she stepped on the nail and she made noise. And you would. It's believable. Because for Christ's sake. She didn't make a whole ton of noise. Not as much as I would make living yeah. in a world where I can make noise. But <laughs> she did make noise. And you would. Because come on. Yes. Especially unexpected pain like that. Yes. And you're like, I love how it happens earlier in the movie where she pulls it up by accident, you know, and you're just fucking waiting. You're like, I know that that is going to come back. (laughs) No. (laughs) Someone's going to step on that nail. You know it because it's right in the middle. Yes. And it happens at the worst fucking possible time ever. It's so good. It's so good. So good. Uh, and that baby is just constant stress with that baby. Yes. Uh, the one thing, um, it's not a big deal. I actually do have one thing. I thought it was going a little too far howling behind the waterfall. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it didn't ruin it for me. And I agree. I get that the, the waterfall muffles the sound, but why the fuck are you going to risk that? That's really yeah. loud. Because what if the thing's that way? Like, what if the thing is like, right over here and you're howling and the waterfall's muffling it but what about we're fucking over here i don't know it was just a little too much this let's be a little bit more quiet yeah i get what you're saying it was a. Uh, it was didn't ruin it for me i just thought i mean yeah like yeah why put your life on the line for this but i get i also get that he was trying to because that little boy was terrified of everything and it got to the point where it was, like, annoying for me. Like, I, I know this is unreasonable because he's just a child and he's in this world and he doesn't know how to fucking... Saw his brother taken. Yeah. Of course you would be traumatized. You would never want to leave the fucking house ever again, no. which he doesn't. 
And his dad is just trying to get him to, you know, acclimate. You're going to have to leave at some point. You're going to have to learn how to do some of this stuff. You know, like it's going to be okay. So he needs him to be less scared than he is. So I get the the thinking behind that. But yeah, it, it, it was like, okay, but my, I mean, do you have to yell? You can just get behind that water and talk to yes, each other. How about you just talk with your voices and like, <laughs> you don't have to howl. Like, come on. Yeah. Stop fucking around. But when that little boy takes off into the like, uh, what is it, the cornfield or mm-hmm. whatever, and he's making a bunch of noise, I was like, shut the fuck up, dude. I feel, I don't know. I, fe- I do feel like it's an accurate depiction of what a child would do. So I'm not like super hating on it. But it's like, if you know that these things react to sound, your best bet is just sitting the fuck down. Just sit down in a ditch and just be quiet. Just, like, cover your face, cover your mouth. That was after he did the fireworks, right? I think so, yeah. I, yeah, because I think he was scared because they were all going to start rushing towards that sound. Yeah. And he wanted to get away from it. But I do see what you're saying, because if they if they can be right near you and as long as you're not making like too much noise, you could be breathing, apparently, then you're okay. So, yeah. So how are you going to run through some plants and be like, clack, 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 clack? Like, you know what I mean? It was making a lot of noise. It was like snapping and like whack brushing and brushing. Yeah, I was like, okay, oh, my God, stop moving. You're making me so nervous. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. But he acted like a normal little kid, so I can't hate on him too much, you know? So I was hating on her when she was leaving. I'm like, oh, that's great. Okay. No, I know. I was pissed about that. Fucking just leave. That's fucking great. Your parents are going to be absolutely terrified. There's monsters everywhere. And then I told him- You can't hear. You can't hear. You don't know if you're being loud or not. And then I thought, you know what, though? This is a teenager. This is is a, a, a young teen. She feels guilty- um, for what happened to her little brother. And she's probably f- just feeling like everyone would be better off without her. So trying to like, you know, get myself out. And that's exactly what it ended up being. You know, I yeah. cried when he was like, I loved you. I, I've always Me loved too. you. Fuck. I was crying. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. And she's like, no, she realizes oh, in that moment. I feel oh, like he's... crying now. It was really good. I know. It was so fucking good. And I can see, because I was curious, because I knew it was a mom and dad. Like, why was this picked as a Father's Day? I should have mentioned that. So all of our movies this month are for, in honor of fathers. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) and A Quiet Place. (laughs) I wasn't sure about it. And now I see it was like he, this father sacrificed his life to save his children. And even though the mom is a powerhouse herself, I I could see how that would, it it was very beautiful. Yeah. Shit, we totally skipped right we over totally that, didn't we? totally skipped what we're doing. <laughs> the whole point of watching the movie, yeah. Yep, so we're following up Mother's Day month with some Father's Day month. Mm-hmm. Although we're focusing on movies that uh, are father, you know, have fathers in them or father, you know, subject matter related. You know what I'm saying? The fathers I, are like the like the lead in in the show. I mean, this one, the both parents, but I think that the part, you know, him sacrificing himself with fatherly love. Yeah, is yeah. so strong in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say that I asked my dad, uh, dad, I asked you to send me movies. He didn't even text me back. So he missed the boat. And we we sourced movies from all of our dads. And then we were like, you know what? 
fuck you fuck all of you we didn't no, say that we didn't say that not, it was not at all but, but we they, were like <laughs> i was like felicia i'm not ready to do with these movies okay because you know they picked some dad heavy hitters yeah. they were some dad picks you guys i'm talking about the exorcist the shining amityville horror okay and i was like listen i don't have the time or the energy to do all of those things like right this moment in this all month those, all of so. those heavy hitter classics in one month <laughs> yeah um, we were like i i can't I can't yeah, do it. Absolutely not. <laughs> but we are doing those. one. We are doing yes. one. Um, yeah. Should we tell them? Tell them. Uh, yeah. It's going to be launched on the first. So my husband uh, picked The Shining. And Tani was like, no, not because of just because it was a heavy hitter. Right. And that was yeah. when we had a bunch of heavy hitters. And then she she uh, when we met again, she's like, you know what? We gotta, we gotta do that. We gotta, gotta do The Shining. So we will be doing The Shining and you can find out, um, well, well, this, this will be released. So you will have already found out because we'll post it on the first. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we are going to do that one, but for the rest of it, we didn't tell our dads to fuck off. We didn't. No, we love our dads. But our dads also didn't care. Like, no, I was, I was kind of nagging my dad for for, (laughs) For for it. Yeah. I'm 100% sure my dad has like a list and it's just that he got busy or whatever. Like my dad is, he loves a handful of movies that I feel like I know what he's going to send. And so we'll just have to wait and do those at a different time because they're all heavy hitters. They're all heavy movies that I just feel like, you know, we really want to do it right. We want to dedicate a large amount of time to doing the research and bringing all we can on those really big classic movies like The Exorcist, The Shining, Alien, right? Like all of those. So, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, bringing it back. Bringing it back to this daddy movie. John Krasinski. Uh, I wanted to tell you, actress Millicent Simmons is, is deaf, and she's been deaf since infancy due to a medication overdose. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and this is the second movie she's been. The first one was called Wonderstruck. Okay, she looked really familiar, and I couldn't tell if I just if I had seen her in something before this movie or if it was just this movie. But mm. I haven't seen that. <laughs> so maybe it was just this movie. But I feel like after after this movie, she you know you see her picture everywhere. So yeah, I don't know. Mm. She started to like show up a lot more after. Yeah, this. I didn't write down what she's been in after. I think she's in The Quiet Place, too. Right? Yeah. You know, the original screenplay only contained one line of voiced dialogue. Really? They expanded on that, obviously, but... Do you know, do you know what it was? No. Okay. I should anticipate you're going to ask me these deeper questions. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you this, because this... Uh, makes me happy too, is um, actor-director John Krasinski has said the single greatest compliment he received regarding this film was a tweet from the master of horror himself, or the master of horror stories himself, Stephen King, and he said, A Quiet Place is an extraordinary piece of work, terrific acting, but the main thing is the silence and how it makes the camera, uh, the camera's eye open wide in a way few movies manage. Mm, That's well put. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you know what, after watching it, when I went into the the kitchen to like make some lunch, I was like being quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Felt weird to make noise. Obviously it went away. (laughs) 
But after sitting there, like engrossed in this movie of silence, then moving into the kitchen to make noise felt weird for a moment. Yeah. (laughs) That's as much as me, but I loved it. Um, Let's see. The filmmakers, this is just a weird little thing, but the filmmakers purchased 20 tons of corn and hired local farmers to grow it. It was filmed in New York. Wow. Um, it only contains 25 lines of voiced dialogue, but that's not including, that's voiced dialogue, so not including the sign language, which was real. And they had a sign language expert come and train, uh, teach them sign language and then um, and was on set at all times for if they made any mistakes. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. Yeah. And something that impressed me that you said that I didn't know until I did the research, but you knew, is that her hearing aid was a, what's it called? Cochlear? Cochlear. Cochlear implant. And this indicates that Reagan has a sensorial neural hearing loss, which means her inner ear has sustained some sort of damage. And that that particular implant translates vibrations in the air to nerve impulses that the brain perceives as sound. I don't know. I just like shit like that because it blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I just got that it was a cochlear implant from uh, Wikipedia. Sometimes I... Okay, okay. (laughs) Sometimes I lean on Wikipedia a little bit to just like write my two minutes with Tawny and I was like... I love it. I I think I got it from there. (laughs) I love it. That's good. I do like, just before we move on, I was going to say something about just the lack of dialogue. I, I, (laughs) I can't remember actually if this made it into an episode, but I went on a whole rant one time in one of our episodes about how I absolutely love the movie Drive because it has such little dialogue. Like, I am such a fan of just squeezing out and having just minimal, minimal dialogue. And I think this that's one of the other things that I love about this movie is how fucking sparse the dialogue is, but you get so much. They show, they t- they show you a lot, but don't tell you, right? Mm-hmm. And you get a lot from the acting the emoting from the characters. Yeah. You just get the whole family dynamic, how people are feeling. Like, it's amazing how much, uh, like, just potency there is in the facial expressions when normal movies tell you everything, right? There's yeah. a VO or people are doing fucking, what's the word? What's the word for this? Where they, Monologuing? like... Monologuing? Monologue or, like, exposition is what I was looking mm. for. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I really love John Krasinski. I think he's cool. I like him and all the stuff he does. I like his happy news channel on YouTube. I think he's handsome. I just love him. Yeah. And now he's a fucking awesome director. Just fucking love him even more. (laughs) So good. And I love Emily Blunt. Like, I'm glad these people procreated. These two. (laughs) I'm really happy. Um, Is it... John with a beard, John without a beard. What's your vote? I really like that beard. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) Jade three. He's on board for the beard. He has a beard, just in case you guys didn't know, you listeners. (laughs) So he's a fan of the beards. Gosh, they're good. Yeah. This is something interesting, and I'm really glad glad they went the route that they did. Initially, they were going to leave the American Sign Language uh, portions of the movie unsubtitled, believing that the audience would understand the subtext just based on, you know, what was happening. 
Um, but the first trailer does not subtitle the signing. Um, so the first trailer, sorry, does not subtitle the signing. Um, and that was why that's the route they were going to go. However, while editing the sequence where Reagan argues with her father regarding her hearing aids, it was decided by filmmakers that that, that sequence alone had to be subtitled because it wasn't coming across. And so uh, then they they did it for the entire movie. And I'm glad they did. Because I do think there's some stuff where I would be watching it and think, okay, so it's a teenage daughter and and the the dad are having some strife. It probably has to do with the little boy, the little brother. She probably feels guilty. But I wouldn't have gotten the full thing. And I don't think at the end when he was like, I love you, I've always loved you. I don't know. Like, I think even though actually he talks to his son, and you can hear it. So maybe that would have. I just liked knowing what they were saying, me personally. I think, though, that conversation with the son is in sign language. It's before they go back behind the um, waterfall, and that's the one other... the one other scene I just thought of as you were talking about it, that wouldn't have come across to me at all because they're talking about somebody who's not there, right? Yeah. And through the sign language. So I think it wouldn't have made complete sense. You need this, the subtitles there to, for that conversation. Cause the little boy is saying she, she doesn't know that you love her. Essentially. She blames herself and she thinks that you blame her too. And you need to tell her that you love her. I, I would have never gotten that without yeah. the subtitles. Yeah, I'm really glad they did subtitles and went that route. Me too. I mean, I do think that, like, the rest of it, maybe aside from those two scenes, the rest of it could have stood on its own, you know? But we just needed a little help, I think. Yeah, and it would have been odd if they just did that part and not the rest of it. That would have been off. (laughs) So, totally. This is something you, you might find interesting, Tawny, that during filming, the crew avoided making noise to digestic. So, okay. During filming, the crew avoided making noise so, so digetic background sounds like the sound of rolling dice on a game board and things like that could be recorded. And then the sounds were amplified in post-production. Interesting stuff. I thought you might think was interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've never been on the set of like a big time movie, so I feel like that's always how I've (laughs) or our crew has always operated. We're just like, you gotta shut up. You gotta be real fucking quiet. You know. But I bet it's different on like movie sets where they know they're gonna just like fully everything on the back end. You could probably make noise and it's not a big deal but not in my realm. We're like, yeah, quiet on the set. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There were portions where John Krasinski was in like a stop action suit. If I I accidentally deleted my note, it's so stupid. But the reason I wanted to tell you this is because the first test screenings of the film were considered to be a disaster because the audience members were laughing hysterically at times of the movie. And so they were like, what the hell? <laughs> Why is anybody laughing at any point in this movie? Yeah. So it turned out that the only reason audience members laughed was that the CGI for the monster was either not finished or was completely absent. And so it was leaving John Krasinski in a motion capture suit for scenes where oh. he played the monster and the audience were cracking up, of course. That's but once funny. they had the CGI movie, it was it was totally different experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why would they show that to people? I mean, maybe it was like a focus group more than a 
Yeah, I, don't I remember know. when I lived in um, when I was younger and I lived up there, like near Hollywood. There was always people um, trying to get you to go see a screening of the movie, and so you could go for free. But it wasn't like a screening, like it was released yet. There was parts that weren't done, and I can't remember the movies I saw. But there was one that was set in space. So when they were in the spacecraft and they were looking out the windows, it was just black. There was nothing out there because yeah. they didn't put the. Space Base, the universe out there, right out there. It was just like black. And so there's like these different undone things, but they want to test like, how is it being received so far? Is there anything we should tweak? Yeah. But it wouldn't you think that like, if you were put, putting that in front of people, you would know why it's funny. Like, I don't well, know how they didn't know that. Yeah. That they, they just didn't know that I mean, you would watch that and you'd be like, yeah, that's fun. That part it's is ridiculous. funny. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Weird. You're right, you're right. Uh, Brian Wood, by the way, Brian Woods and Scott Beck's screenplay was named one of the 10 best scripts of the year in 2017. So in an interview from the website slash film, screenwriters Scott Beck and Brian Woods revealed that Paramount Pictures originally intended this movie to incorporate incorporate a quiet place into the studio's Cloverfield film franchise. Oh, so that's what they were planning in the beginning. And Beck said in the interview, I guess it crossed our minds and we had spoken to our representatives about that possibility. It was weird timing though, because when we were writing the script, 10 Cloverfield lane was at Paramount. And we were actually talking to an executive about the film, and it felt from the pitch form that there might be crossover. But when we finally took the final script into Paramount, they saw it as a different movie. And so they did it as a standalone film, and they were really, really happy that they chose it to be a standalone film versus being a part of the Cloverfield franchise or any franchise. Because one of their biggest fears was that the film was, you know, getting swept up into some kind of franchise and repurposed. And, and that was their biggest fear. So they're really happy that that didn't go that route. And I agree. Yeah, I think that makes total sense. I think it would have been super diminished had it been a part of the Cloverfield franchise. I just think there's the Cloverfield movies are so hit and miss with people that it would have tainted it just on name alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Even like 10 Cloverfield Lane, it wasn't like super i i feel like from what i remember during the development it wasn't until like it came out that people started to say oh yes it is linked to the cloverfield franchise so but i really i i think it was a good movie in the end but yeah. you know the other ones are maybe hit and miss let me tell you this too. I'm sorry, I'm just giving you all of these facts, but this was something I thought was Give interesting me the facts. Bring that I, I never would have thought of. So although the film was a box office success, the movie theater business was not very excited about it because never would have thought about this. Since it was so quiet, if people were eating and drinking in the movie other people around would kind of, you know, give them nasty looks. They, they were frowned upon because it was so loud because the movie was so quiet. So for that particular movie, concession stand, stand sales were down. Okay, interesting. I don't think for me personally that this is why it blew my mind. If I went to see that movie in the movie theater, like this, if I go see this new one, I'm going to get popcorn. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and if people are looking at me, I'm like, 
we're at the fucking movie theater. Like, I'm I don't gonna know be, what's... I'm it's gonna not be like quiet. I brought in a bag of Lay's or something. I'm going to fucking eat the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to be quiet in the quiet moments, but I'm going to eat that popcorn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to take some sips of my drink. Like, Sorry. I don't, I don't know what you were expecting. I didn't bring my crying baby to the movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right. John Krasinski said that he... Um, Loved directing Emily, but other, but said he'd rather just act with her because it was super intimidating because she's so good that he didn't want to screw it up by giving her bad directing. Interesting. Okay. That That's is nice. That is nice. <laughs> That's a whole different spectrum of concern, I feel like, as a director that I had never, I've never thought about. Yeah. Giving them bad yeah. You're like, I'm going to take this really fantastic actor and I'm going to make them look like shit because I'm going to tell them to do the wrong thing. That he, is a very real fear. She made this comment. I don't have it, but like she was so good. Um, for example, her whole scene in the bathtub um, where, you know, she was pregnant and all, the baby was coming out. That whole thing was done in one shot. Wow. She, the whole thing was done in one take. And when he said cut, she just snapped out a character and was like, is anybody hungry? When's lunch getting here? <laughs> it's just like blown <laughs> oh my away. God. It's totally blown away. Can you imagine that being your significant other, like your person that you've been married to for, I don't know how long, I don't know, know how long they've been married, but you're like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the creature was actually... Um, John Krasinski, they created it. They created it towards the very end. They didn't even have it really conceptualized completely um, uh, until more towards the end. Uh, but he, the person who did that is the industrial light and magic veteran of visual effects, Scar Scott Farrer. And he was responsible from um, some memorable effects as Cocoon, Backtrack, back, I cannot talk. I'm sorry, guys. Cocoon, Backdraft, and Transformers. Okay, it sounded familiar. This is a, a, a detail you're going to appreciate, Tawny. Day 473 of the invasion is on October 3rd. This means that the invasion started on June 17th, about two weeks before July 4th. That explains why the Abbott family has fireworks in their field. Oh, shit. I like that. <laughs> I do like that. That is some, that is some fucking forethought. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm bumping up my nice. score just for that. Nice. I'm so glad I mentioned it. I looked at it and I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, she's, she's going to like this. I'm going to mention it. Okay. There's this w one last thing that I couldn't tell if it was, I, I couldn't tell by reading it if it, it was purposeful is this is why their name was Abbott or if it was somebody drawing parallels. So let me share it with you. The family name is Abbott in Abbott in Catholicism is the leader of a monastery. Stay with me. Okay. Abbots and monasteries like Mr. and Mrs. Abbott lead self-sufficient communities, which often support themselves through the means as farming, like the family in the film. Some monasteries are also silent monasteries. And so members will not wear shoes, will communicate infrequently with the spoken language and pray together in silence like the family did in the film. 
I don't know. That seems like almost too much of a coincidence to yeah, not be thought of. The Fourth of July fireworks was better. So <laughs> let's bring no, us. Let's bring. Uh, back, <laughs> let's go back to that. <laughs> no, this is a good one too, though. I just don't know anything about uh, Catholicism or what. But I mean, I feel like the, like I'm saying, there's too many. There's too many parallels for that to have been like. Yeah. Just a fucking throwaway last name. Yeah. Like what a good pick. Yeah. That's going with your intuition. <laughs> they're like, they're like after the fact, you're like, yeah, we did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yes. We definitely thought of that. <laughs> Man. This was such a fun movie. Do you have anything? Do you have anything else? I'm trying to think the whole, I literally enjoyed every single moment of it. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy because I did. I didn't stop at any point and go what or uh or uh, uh uh uh. I didn't do that at all. I was riveted. I cried. I I felt for them. I felt the anxiety of like, oh my god, when she was saying, my hands were free. I should have been carrying him. Yes, I cried and then, then too. Yeah, that pressure of you are now responsible. We've talked about this before for protecting these lives. These little lives are laser focused on you are going to keep them safe. And you have to promise you're going to keep them safe. Because what are you going to say? Well, I'm going to do my best. (laughs) You can't do that. You have to make these promises that you can't keep. But you're going to to try to keep them. But you can't do that. Can you imagine? Are you going to protect me, Mom? Well, I'm going to try. But did you see those things? Can you imagine? (laughs) Listen, honey, listen. I'm going to do my best. I'm not even sure how to do laundry. I don't know how to make food or scavenge for whatever. I don't even know how to open a can that doesn't make sound. But you know what? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna try to do it. <laughs> what I can promise you is I am going to try. But I can't promise you. That is not very not gonna be able to save your life. <laughs> it's not very <laughs> confident. Doesn't so instill you, confidence. No. So you have to make these promises. And it's terrifying because it, I mean, you can do what you're going to do, which is your best, but a lot of it's out of your hands. That is one of the things that I noticed with his character, Lee, is he is oftentimes promising the little boy, you're going to be fine. Oh, and the mom too. I think both of them tell him you're going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'll protect you. He'll protect you. Your dad will come back for you. Like there's all these promises made. And I was like, Okay, maybe that's like, you know, one too many promises. Like, nobody really knows, and you should be teaching this child to be cautious. Now, in this context, I think the child is almost too cautious because he's so afraid to leave. He can't feed himself, potentially. You know, like, what happens if they die? If the parents, they die, that's what they're trying to do, yeah. He needs to be self-sufficient, so I get it. <laughs> but, but no, it but for, you, you're absolutely right. Because when they were walking home, did they, anti- yeah, the dad's done this trip many times. Did they anticipate there's going to be this old guy that, I don't know, did he kill his wife maybe? Or she looked, he looked like he murdered her or something. He screamed. I don't know what happened, but who anticipated that was going to happen, you know? And they did almost, you know, the monster came. So yeah, I agree with you. I, I did love the little boy's response. I can't remember if it, the dad said you're going to be fine or if the mom did, but it, you're going to be, it's, there's not, it was the dad. There's nothing to be scared of. And immediately the boy is like, yeah, are yeah. you fucking kidding me? And he goes, okay, okay. Yes. There is those giant <laughs> monsters. <laughs> you're right. 
<laughs> right, Dad? You fucking come on. <laughs> There's nothing to be scared of. That's like fucking ludicrous, and I love that his reaction there. So good. What uh, would you rate this movie? Okay, so I think I'm gonna go like I mean, obviously this movie is like top end, super high score. Yeah. But I, I, there's something that I just feel like I can't give it a full five. And I think it's that it didn't scare me. I mm. think that's like one of the things. And usually like I can kind of like, sometimes I'll give something a five, even if it didn't scare me, if there's something else that sort of transcends. Like I, I gave Hostel a five because I have such nostalgic ties and it's funny and like it's so enjoyable to watch for me. Um, I really love this movie, but I just don't think I can push it quite there, but it is a fucking masterpiece. I mean, like we talked about, there's like nothing in it that I feel like I could change or make better in any way. And even the shit that we talked about that I had like problems with, I feel like we kind of overcame them and came up with reasons why they are the way they are. So I'm going to give it a 4.75, which I have only given to two other movies. And those two other movies are Midsummer and Hostel 2. Nice. That is an excellent score. Yeah. And I think I liked it on that same level. So yeah. Nice. What about you? Tell me your score. Okay. My score is a five out of five. That's how Mm. much I loved it. I loved it. And if when I was going through, I saw I gave Sinister a 4.9 and I'm like, oh yeah, I just said. And then the other thing, I said I liked it more than Sinister. I just said it. And the other ones that I gave a five, it was really hard because like, I mean, Hereditary and Antichrist, they're just different experiences. But then I also had like Black Christmas and like some other things that I gave fives, like you're saying, for different reasons. Yeah. You elevate them up and like them for different reasons. The one that threw me is like, I have to go listen to our Veronica episode so why didn't i give that a five i just really loved that movie there must have been something you must have talked me down because you weren't as as big of a fan so you probably brought something up that talked me down only by a point like point one but yeah (laughs) when i was watching this movie i was um at the end of this movie i with didn't even give it a second thought i said this is a five out of five i looked at steve yeah, I looked at Steve and I said, I'm giving this movie a five. And he's like, oh, yeah, really? I'm like, yeah, I'm giving this Did movie a five. Did he watch it? No. Okay. Yes. Wait. He has seen it back in the Before. day. He didn't watch it with me the second time. Okay. All right. Does yeah. he? Did he feel good about it? I think, yeah, he didn't say anything like, oh, that's stupid. Or uh, From what I remember, he liked it. Okay. Um, I just loved this movie. I thought it's it was. It's great pretty flawless and um yeah i feel good about that so now i'm gonna measure everything up against it (laughs) (laughs) get ready get ready i want to go see the second one and i think i do from what i've heard and i think i got this from our um horror friend on instagram terrified state i think he said to go see it in theaters which i didn't see the first one in theaters i bought it on amazon and uh, or on Prime or whatever, you know, and so I can, I just watched it at home. And this one, I'm like, it would be so good to see it in theaters. So I'm going to try. I'm going to talk to Steve. I would like to see it in theaters, too. Uh, it says something in the trailer. This is what movie theaters were made for. Really? Okay. Yeah, it says something about something along those lines of like, this is what the big screen was made for, this type of a movie. Not wrong. I'm a little nervous because... I don't want it to suck. 
because I yeah. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, maybe we should see it in the theater. Yeah. I'm gonna see. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a go. I'm gonna try. Give it a go. You know that uh you know I've watched that chapter way too much. That the guy he is, I think he's Scottish. He says, give it a goo. He, oh, the okay. way he pronounces stuff. And I literally just said that. When I'm picking up the way other people are talking, <laughs> that's usually people in your life that right. you pick that up with, that you are spending a lot of time around. I need to slow my roll. <laughs> I need to take a step back and, and relax a little bit. But um, yeah, what movie are we watching next? Uh, so next up is Little Evil, my pick. Yes. Yes, on Netflix. With what's that fucking guy's name? I'm that sorry. That guy's great from Parks and Rec. Parks and, and Rec. Krampus. Yes, he's great. Adam something. Adam Scott. Yep. Adam Scott. Adam yes. Scott. Um, so I like that'll that be guy. Ben. That'll be a nice little. Yeah. I've never heard of it, and I saw the trailer, and I'm like, oh, this looks funny, and my husband's gonna like this. This yeah. looks like right up his alley. It's the same people who made, or same guy, I think, who directed. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. So, yes. I want to watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil again. It is so, so good, much fun, so much fun. Wow. So good. <laughs> anyway, but I All think right. you'll really like this. I'm and excited. I hope everyone likes it. We're going to be watching Little Evil next. Yes. And uh, yeah. Hey, check us out. We are on Instagram. As you know, we are on Instagram. That's our main hub. You can find us on pretty much all the social media platforms at Two Chicks and a Horror Flick, uh, except for Twitter. As you all know, it's Two Chicks HF. Yes, that's correct. Um, and yeah, what else? Uh, you can support the show on Patreon. We also have a Discord server where we want to chat about all things horror. And there's a free tier over on that Discord server too, so join us there. And also, if you like the show, please consider giving us a rating and review and subscribe on wherever you're listening to us, whichever pod catcher you're listening to us on. <laughs> and that's it. We are so excited to see you next week for our next Father's Day month pick and for the rest of June. <laughs> Is and we Father's Day picks? Let's just want to make that clear. <laughs> yes. We didn't do it in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you have such a good night. No nightmares. <laughs>